Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I am your host, Paul White. It is Friday, the 25th day of March. I don't know why all week long I've meant to tell you about Chapin and Flowery Branch, our monthly meetings. They are tonight and this Sunday. That didn't do you a lot of good if you planning on looking or coming to be with us. However, the dates have been on my website and always are, paulwhiteministries.com slash schedule. Tonight, we're in Chapin, South Carolina with our group, and we will meet at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and then we will be with our Flowery Branch group on Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. At the same location that we have our Tuesday evening Bible studies, we this group likes to get together once, once more each month, and uh, I'm excited about this weekend. I always look forward to this every month. It's such a Wonderful experience to get with both groups. They are really, the, for lack of a better term, and I, I don't mean I'm trying to come up with a better term. It's just the one that fits, I guess. We sort of have two church groups, two groups of people who consider themselves family and who enjoy getting together with us, and we enjoy maybe even greater getting better with getting together with them. So. If you're in the area, come be with us. We would love to see you at either of these meetings. Again, you can find all of the details always on our website. Genesis chapter 39, Joseph has been thrown into prison. There was one particular thing I want to bring out as we close the 39th chapter of Genesis. And that is, and we said it yesterday, wherever you go, he goes. It's kind of mirrored by the Ruth story. Ruth goes into or Ruth is a Moabitess girl. She meets this family of travelers. They're Jewish, a mom, a dad, and two sons. She falls in love with one of the boys, and she marries him, and he dies. We don't know how. The story doesn't give all of the details. And the mother-in-law decides to go back home, and the daughter-in-law, Ruth, decides to go with her. And the mother-in-law, Naomi, says, listen, this isn't your people, man. You go back here, they're not going to understand you. She's trying to warn her, like, you're a Moabitess, and my people don't take too well to your kind. And Ruth makes that famous impassioned statement, wherever you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Wherever you die and are buried, that's where I will die and be buried, and it's this. It's been used as a allegory of salvation, but I think in reality, it's a message of love through the lips of a Moabitess woman to Naomi from God. Listen, Naomi, wherever you go, I go. You went down into Moab, I went down into Moab. You go back into Bethlehem, I'm going to go back into Bethlehem. Don't ever, by the way, discount anyone's voice. God might be speaking through them. If he can talk through a donkey, if he can use a whale, he can speak through a Moabitess girl to an elderly Israelite woman. And he does. And the main crux of that is wherever you go, I will go. So I say to you, God said through Ruth to Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. I say to you, the listener, wherever you go, God will go. And that's exemplified in the Joseph story. Let's read it. From verse 20 through 23 in Genesis chapter 39, Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. 
And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Do you notice the Lord went to prison with Joseph? The Lord showed him mercy in prison. The Lord gave him favor over everyone that was in the prison. And whatever Joseph touched while in the prison, God made it to prosper. It is not location, location, location for the children of God. That is a secular argument. If you want to be successful in the world, you got to be in the right place at the right time. And you know what? In the system of the world, you're probably right. But you don't function on the same level as the system of the world. You are a citizen of the kingdom. Joseph is exemplifying what it would look like to live under the Abrahamic covenant, which, by the way, you live under a form of the Abrahamic covenant. That's what Paul calls the new covenant. It's just like you are seeds of Abraham. And in being seeds of Abraham, you are recipients of whatever Joseph, one of the sons, one of the grandsons, great-grandsons of Abraham is to receive. And what does he receive? Wherever he goes, God goes with him. Wherever you go, God goes with you. Even if where you go is prison, even if where you go is down, into the belly of the beast. Wherever you find yourself, you find God there with you. I've been saying this more and more the last couple of years because it was a true revelation of the presence of God to me. And that is that whatever bad happens to you, the worst way to approach it is to say, where was God? The best, the healthiest, the most beneficial way to approach it is to recognize that while it was happening to you, it was happening to him. That's what the cross shows us. The cross shows us that bad things happen to God and that God is crushed under the weight of them, but then resurrects as a new man. So the hope it gives us is you're going to be crushed once in a while beneath things. They're going to destroy you, but... It's never the end of the story for you. There's a tomb to come out of. The cross isn't just you seeing your sins in Jesus. The cross is you seeing that no matter how bad life gets, there is hope for a resurrection. So you went in, he went in. Now let's flip it. He was crushed because you are crushed. Jesus endures three hours of darkness at Calvary because you endured darkness day to day. He needed to know what it felt like to feel complete and utter crushing because you and I feel complete and utter crushing. If what happened at the cross was that Jesus was just about to be nailed to it and then he just sort of turns into Superman and the hammers on the Roman soldiers melt in their hands and you know, their eyes rot out in their sockets and they realize we can't crucify him. Oh, he's too powerful. We would set in awe at it, but we wouldn't identify with it because it means that Jesus can't go through the worst moment. But the cross shows us that he does go into the worst moment. He's killed by the worst moment. And then he conquers the worst moment by rolling the stone away so that whatever I go through, I know he goes through 
with me. Where are you today? Wherever you are, the favor of the Lord is there with you. Turn to him. That Father, I see that in my need, you are not standing outside of my need. You are inside of my need. You are not on the other side beckoning me forward. You're in the middle holding my hand. And whatever I touch is blessed because when my hand touches it, your hand touches it. And when your hand touches it, it can't help but be blessed. All right. On tomorrow's podcast, we'll introduce you to the sermon that's coming up this weekend and we'll move in to Genesis 40. See you tomorrow. God bless.